as a result of this, we will be able to lull children into dreams of their own and make sure that they know that they're not alone. Listen dot baby mind project dot org best children's album for your Grammy consideration baby mind the baby mind project at listen dot baby mine m-i-n-e project dot o-r-g a lullaby collection listen now at www listen.babymindproject.org lullaby collection On Spotify, Apple Music, on Deezer, Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and many more Pandora titled. T-I-D-A-L And they ask if they can if you can subscribe to their email list and other permissions they will ask for. But they have various various artists singing. Let's try Spotify.
see they have a, a list of people to choose from on Spotify. Jonathan Lee Iverson, Julia Sesley Marie, Robin Adele Anderson, The Kenyan Boys Choir, Bond Smith. Let's try The Kenyan Boys Choir. Spirit of Africa, the Kenyan Boys Choir. They have 1,145 monthly listeners. Okay, after the video, the advertisement plays, then Spotify will play about 30 minutes of music, sometimes less, more or less. Islam, 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 Islam,
World Cup Champions 2011 Rugby Champions 2011 not just baby lullabies after all. How nice. 
that first one, the uh, South African Sike Lelo, South African National Anthem. Oh, boy. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. We're listening to the Kenyan Boys Choir.
Well, Kenya, Kenyan Boys Choir on Spotify. Very nice. We have to add that one to the liked songs. They did very nice. They did well. Time was well spent, but it is 2.40 a.m. in the morning. I bid you all adieu and much health. to one of the Democratic Senators, I believe that was Senator Leahy. Okay, everyone's looking forward to the, to the big day, November 3rd, to find out if we're going to start a new we're going to get a new do-over in, in a reprieve from the, the poison that we've lived with for the last four years, or will we be on the same, same miserable train to God only knows where. For the quarantine report, I'm Amy Goodman. President Trump's resumed public events less than one week after he left Walter Reed Hospital where he was treated for COVID-19. Trump has repeatedly declared himself immune to COVID-19 in recent days, has also said he can't spread the disease with no evidence. I beat this uh, crazy, horrible China virus, and it also gives you immunity. I mean, it does give you immunity, even the, uh, the uh, people that just not accept anything. I mean, they just don't want to accept anything. No, so uh, we, I passed the highest test. Trump's doctors are refusing to disclose whether he is now COVID negative or when he last tested uh, negative for the coronavirus before he was hospitalized. On Saturday, Trump held a small campaign rally on the South Lawn of the White House where he spoke unmasked from the balcony to a group of hundreds, which included many black and Latinx 
supporters. ABC News reports conservative activist Candace Owens paid travel and lodging costs for the members of her so-called Blexit group to attend Saturday's rally. Trump is scheduled to appear at a rally in the Orlando Sanford International Airport in Florida today, and his campaign is planning large rallies in Pennsylvania and Iowa later in the week. This comes as Minnesota's Department of Health identified nine cases of COVID-19 stemming from Trump's rally in Bemidji, Minnesota last month, including one person who was hospitalized in an intensive care unit. Ahead of Trump's release from Walter Reed last week, the New York Times reports the president proposed an idea to his aides for a stunt. Trump would walk past photographers appearing frail and weak, only to rip open his button-down shirt, revealing a Superman T-shirt underneath. On Friday, White House, uh, on Friday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi introduced a bill that would create a congressional panel to judge the president's capacity to carry out the job, invoking the 25th Amendment, which lays out the line of presidential succession. Meanwhile, top U.S. infectious disease scientist Dr. Anthony Fauci is disavowing a Trump campaign commercial that he says took his words out of context. The ad features these remarks selectively edited from an interview Fauci gave back in March. Well, that the insanity just goes on and on and on with this administration. So we need... We need to move on to reality. We've dealt enough with uh, alternative realities and insanity. Five days ago, Mary Trump was saying something. Let's see what she's saying. Oh, have they blocked her? Oh, yeah, it looks like they they blocked his his niece, Mary Trump, is speaking out rather boldly. And um, we can't get her, but we can get all the other other people that have lost touch with reality, have no problem hearing from them. Um, we have to see if Logan Alec has any updates for today that would have been the 12th yeah he has he's the CPA that updates I'm a CPA and this is my stimulus update for Monday October 12th I know yesterday I said I wouldn't talk about Larry Kudlow 
because I sometimes think he's just there to go on camera, talk about how we're in a beautiful V-shaped recovery, and just juice the market <laughs> in general. But I just can't resist today. Kudlow basically said yesterday that Trump may go beyond what the Democrats want on some stimulus items, and that if an agreement can be reached with the Democrats, Senate Republicans will go along with it. I'd agree that some Senate Republicans will go along with it, probably you know, almost just those who are up for election this year and who are in tight races. But generally speaking, let's be honest about the top line for stimulus. It's only up from here from $1.8 And it certainly sounds like Republican senators gave Mnuchin and Meadows an earful last week over their $1.8 trillion proposal. So Kudlow's remark is questionable, just like anything out of his mouth. Frankly, sometimes I just can't take that man seriously. Meanwhile, a motley crew of various Democratic and otherwise left-leaning figures have been urging Nancy Pelosi to take the White House's latest $1.8 trillion offer. Pelosi reiterated her rejection yesterday in a Dear Colleague letter, saying that elements of the latest White House proposal are inadequate and that we remain at an impasse. But there are some prominent Democrats urging Pelosi to take the deal. 2020 Democratic presidential hopeful Andrew Yang was on CNN. He was basically saying, look, Pelosi in Congress, I know you don't love Trump, but the American people need relief. He called the Republicans' latest stimulus proposal a good deal for millions of Americans. Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna, he, along with Tim Ryan, was the guy behind the $2,000 a month emergency money for the People Act that YouTubers were clickbaiting about for months. Even this congressman tweeted, people in need can't wait until February. $1.8 trillion is significant and more than twice the Obama stimulus. It will allow Biden to start with infrastructure, make a deal, and put the ball in McConnell's court. Nevertheless, the House of Representatives' floor schedule for this week reads as follows. Members are advised that due to the Trump administration's failure to reach an agreement on coronavirus relief, no votes are expected in the House this week. So we're in an interesting position here, folks. We have several prominent Democrats urging Pelosi to accept the White House's offer. Let's take this thing to a vote. But we have many Republicans in the Senate saying they are not interested in the White House's offer. But what are Republicans up to right now? Well, yesterday, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin sent a letter to Congress praising the passing of the CARES Act and other legislation in response to the COVID-19 pandemic and stating that the White House is trying to work with Democrats on more legislation. And they made a request. They basically just go on and on and on for paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. But then this last paragraph here, Meadows and Mnuchin make a request. Here it is. Now is the time for us to come together and immediately vote on a bill to allow us to spend the unused Paycheck Protection Program funds while we continue to work toward a comprehensive package. The all-or-nothing approach is an unacceptable response to the American people. So this is interesting. Instead of working on perhaps another proposal to appease these Republican lawmakers or to appease Pelosi, both of whom rejected the $1.8 trillion proposal, Meadows and Mnuchin are going ultra-targeted here and simply seeking Congress to pass legislation allowing the $130 billion of unspent PPP money to be spent right now for a second round of PPP for businesses that experienced a decline in revenue. I think that would be a good move, and it would keep some businesses afloat right now, but it's kind of a bad look for stimulus negotiations. It's kind of saying, look, we're trying with the comprehensive bill, but we're not getting anywhere with you guys, not really getting anywhere with Pelosi, so maybe for the time being, Let's just do this, just so that we can do something right now. That's my read on the situation here. That said, even if the Republican-held Senate passes legislation like this, it would still have to be approved by the House, and Nancy Pelosi would view this move as a standalone bill, which she is opposed to. In terms of the Senate, Judge Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearings began earlier this morning. That is what Senate Republicans are focused on right now, and I'm not sure what would change their minds on stimulus on, at this point.
Trump did talk to Maria Bartiromo on Fox News yesterday, and he didn't really have much to say about stimulus, nothing new anyway. Apparently, he's back on script now, blaming Pelosi for the lack of stimulus, blaming China for everything else. Says we're ready to go, but can't get Nancy Pelosi to sign the document. Where are we on the stimulus talks? Will you give money to places like New York? Will the government give yeah. money to places like New York? Will you agree to that? Well, Republicans want to do it. We're having a hard time with Nancy Pelosi. She thinks she can influence the election. And I think they're hurting themselves by not doing it. But the Republicans want to do it. We want to do stimulus. We want to help the airlines again because the airlines always a tough business. We want to help the restaurants, hotels. We want to help businesses that really it's not it's not their fault. It's China's fault. No, oh, so and we he's, want to help them, Maria. And, he's and frankly, really, uh, you know, really the worst thing that ever happened to this country. He really is. He says that, and then the next breath, he's saying he won't do anything until after he's re-elected, <laughs> you see. So this is um, unfortunate that they could put this country in this position, but oh well. I pity them after everybody votes because it's not going to be good for any of them. Not taking sides, but both sides are going to really, really wish they had done better for the American people that voted for them because they're going, I think they're in, I'm just guessing, but I think they're all in for a big shock because they, I believe they, the Senate and the um, House of Representatives, I think they have term limits. I know we voted for it in in the 1990s. We voted for term limits because of this very gridlock type of government. We had it with that. We just had it. Now we're back here again, so <laughs> they are going to make the American people say, you know what, we'll put you guys in for one or two years and flip you over like hotcakes and you're out. <laughs> they have really messed up. They've just really messed up. They hurt the country. They've hurt so many, many families. We are losing friends and family members of all ages, not just the old or not just the really, really young or the really sick. We, we're losing, I mean, we're hearing all the time that this person and that person is was found in their home, they're gone, they're dead. And we knew we know for a fact it this this is this is just completely oh it for us we're just so done. We're over it all of it <laughs> you know and for politicians 
to gamble with our family and friends lives like this we are completely over it so <laughs> you know it's too bad they haven't haven't caught on to the mood of the country but this country does not have any more tolerance for uh, partisan politics back and forth no way we just can't it, it's just cost too many lives too many healthy people that have just they're all gone their lives are gone we don't have their skills we're talking no highly skilled people just gone and it really shouldn't matter I mean every life every life is worthy every person is worthy of living out their life but these are the facts this is what we're up against it's almost as though the American people were just an asterisk. We're an afterthought, a byword. We're not even on the screen, you know. And there are no fools. Even our youngest, youngest children and grandchildren, six years old, they even understand. <laughs> you know, they'll tell us. This doesn't make sense. This is foolishness. They understand that this is not right. So, and they're smart enough now to plan, make their plans for their future, even at six and seven. They're, they're already that smart. So, pity, pity, and shame, shame on the politicians because Ah, mm -mm. enough is enough and then people are going to vote and they won't hold back <laughs> I doubt if anybody will miss out on voting this time okay let's see what else there is to rant about <laughs> um, does anybody else have any else besides uh, blame game and uh, just um, mm. one minute there they take one position the next minute they take the opposite you see, there are people, you know, and of course we look out for each other. We already know we can't depend on the politicians, so we look out for each other. When, when we go into our friend's business and the business is suffering, we don't want them to go without. So whatever we can do to keep them from losing their business, 
we're going to do it. We're going to just take care of each other. This is all over the country. We're taking care of the old, the sickly. The, we're taking care of each other's families and friends. We're not waiting around for somebody that's probably a multi-millionaire, multi-billionaire to finally realize that they work for the American people. We can't, we don't have the luxury to wait around for that. So, it's frustrating, yes, but I guess we don't really feel shocked because we don't we don't really have very high expe- expectations for politicians it's just uh we've spent our life learning that if we don't do for ourselves good luck good luck It's a crazy way to have to live. It's just so very unfortunate way. But when you're you're determined to live in reality and deal with facts, you you just, you have to, to take care of yourself and take care of each other. I wonder what Roland Martin's going to say. It won't be kind. He's going to slam and He's going to slam the politicians for sure. So, okay, take care, be well, and just know that we're going to take care of each other. And we're going to be all right, no matter what Washington will or will not do. We know the talk is cheap, so we don't, we don't wait around, waiting around for people to tell us what to do because we know that's a waste of time. So (laughs) we're gonna be just fine. Thank you for listening to the rant early this morning at 3.03 (laughs) a.m. on Tuesday. That's the hot topic for Tuesday.